Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, and it's a special AWOD on the road show today, live from Charlotte, North Carolina, for the 2023 ACC tip-off. I'll be joined by several members of the Lady Hokies, including Coach Kenny Brooks, coming up at 12.30, and then tomorrow we turn the page to men's basketball in the ACC, and there are a ton of great storylines on the men's side of the ball. But right now we bring in a little Michael Phillips for some crosstalk. What's going on, MP? Man, I I was thrilled by the Virginia Tech story last year that going to the Final Four, you're going to have a ton of fun down there in Charlotte. That's always a great event. Sometimes they have like, you know, they have the little cookies like with the ACC printed on them and icing. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's it's a big-time event. Oh, yeah. So yesterday... I arrived here probably around 8:30 p.m. All right, a nice drive down I-85, and I, you know, Michael, I told somebody when I was driving here, I said, "85 is beautiful," and they said, "You're the only person that that's ever said wow. 85 is beautiful or peaceful." But I think it is so much better than I-95. Uh, like in in your power rankings of Virginia interstates, right? Ooh. So so. 81's the best, right? 81's your one seed because it's going through the mountains. It's it's yep. the most beautiful for sure. Um, I think the question is whether you're taking 85 or 64 next. Um, I, I think there's a case to be made for 85 for sure. Some open spaces. I'm probably going to go 64. I'm a big mountain guy. I love me some mountains. 95, not even last. It's just below last. It's not on the list. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's a great ranking. We, we should spend more time on that uh, in the future. Yeah, let's save that for next summer so we don't have to talk baseball. Uh, but I show up about 8.30, and I see this sign that says, ACC tip-off VIP reception. Ooh. And, you know, I haven't even checked in yet. I haven't gotten my badge or anything, but I just walked over there. You know who I ran into? David Teal. I love David Richmond Teal. Times Dispatch. and. Uh, he was having a water, so you know, as I said, oh, that's a great sign for me to grab a few beers. <laughs> so I grabbed a, a Miller Lite, and it was all paid for by the ACC, thanks to the ACC. They had all this great liquor there, too, and they had, like, a taco bar, so it really was a cool uh, reception. But, Michael, I wanted to ask you this. All right, I had this long drive. I'm hungry, but I did not want to eat in front of all the media members. Yeah, so I sent you that photo. You're going to just shovel food in your mouth, right? Like that. It, yeah, it's not a right. dignified eating here. You're not nibbling. No, I I knew I was going to be embarrassed trying to, especially tacos. They fall all over the place. You know, oh oh yeah, David Teal. Yeah yeah yeah. UVA is going to be pretty good this year as I'm you know fumbling cheese out of my mouth. So I decided <laughs> to forego the tacos. I just stared at them and took photos of them. Had a few beers and then I went to Hooters last night for the wings. <laughs> bone in or boneless? Bone. Bone in. Here's the question. I I had to ask the waitress. I said, and she was a beautiful waitress. Love going to Hoots. Um, She said, do you want roasted or smoked? I said, I don't know the difference. And um, so she, she told me to go with smoked. Roasted. Roasted would be like oven baked. I I'm used to smoked or fried being the two options uh, for, yeah. for wing. Roasted is a, roasted sounds a little bit like, you know when you go to a pizza place and they have wings, but they just roll them through the pizza oven and clearly it's like just a, a half-butt attempt at making wings there. Uh, that, that's what yeah. roasted sounds like to me personally. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. They've got all these options, breaded, uh, roasted, smoked. There was a naked option. I'm like, of course Hooters has a uh-huh. naked wings option. Obvi- obviously. You know, it's just a... 
obviously, right? <laughs> uh, but I, well, I was kind of impressed with the um, with the North Carolina um, Hooters. So I got the smoked barbecue wings Ooh. with some curly fries. Oh, what a great choice. And the yeah. curly fries, man. That's You were just making good choices all over the place last night. A-Watt on a heater out there on the road. This, you, you were born for this. Well, I, I've been told that I should let my hair grow, and it's getting longer and curly, and that's why I got the curly fries to go with it. <laughs> all, all, all obviously forever think of Arby's when I think of curly fries. And, like, you know, rich, what I didn't know, like, Richmond Arby's are, like, special. Um, did you know this? Like, the rest of the world, Arby's is just, like, a regular, like, fast food place and a regular <laughs> fast food. But Richmond has, like, the big signs with the cowboy hats, and, like, there was the one in the, the James Center downtown that had, like, you know, fine china dining, like white tablecloth. Uh, Arby's in Richmond, like it, 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 it hits next level apparently. Yeah, and I, I can't remember if it's a Hardee's or an Arby's that's right on Boulevard. They're going to turn into a hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you stay at this beautiful hotel? It used to, it used to have all the meats. <laughs> a, a Hardee's-themed hotel is great because it's just, it's just old people milling around in the lobby drinking 25-cent coffee at all times. It's, it, the, the vibe there is immaculate. Like you go up to the room, like Matlock's playing on the TV, and it's like some grandma-style wallpaper with some like flowers and horses. And Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm 100% in on, on a Hardee's-themed hotel. An Arby's-themed hotel, yeah, you, you just got like a meat carver in the lobby. Uh, the, the continental breakfast is just all, all you can meet. You know, just just dudes carving meats everywhere for you. Um, there are not there are not enough fast food themed hotels. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that the Taco Bell hotel obviously would be a party scene. That would that would be good. I'd stay at that hotel. But we're on to something here. We need to start the franchising operation immediately. So, Michael, of course, I'm going to spend most of the day talking uh, UVA and Virginia Tech and going around the rest of the ACC, uh, both women's, men's basketball, and college football here with UVA getting their big win over UNC but I'm still not over that loss on Sunday and um, my biggest takeaway from the loss is that Ron Rivera simply put us in a terrible position by accepting the holding penalty on third and five that would have forced a fourth and three and then it led to the touchdown and a part of here's what I think the defense has struggled I think he took the holding penalty just so that Chase Young would get credit for that play. Does that, does that make any sense? No, because when you take the penalty, the play goes off the board, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think he did it because he thought this will push him out of field goal range. They're you know, like further back in field goal range. So they'll miss a field goal. He didn't want to run the risk of them going for the touch. It doesn't make – why are we breaking down what Ron Rivera does? Ron Rivera's decisions don't make any sense, Adam. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's so many things you can point to. I mean – I. I'll be honest, the thing that infuriated me the most was not calling a timeout before halftime to let Jamison Crowder even attempt a punt return. He's very good at it. There's there's really no downside there. Maybe he fumbles it. That it feels like the odds of him running you into field goal range are far greater than the odds of him fumbling the ball and giving it to them. You just you know, if he doesn't do anything, if he needs to fair catch it, you can kneel on it then. But but make football happen. The Giants showed us or the the Vikings showed us that last night. Had the timeouts yeah. before halftime. I, I know you gotta go because you have an actual show to do. I gotta say the Hokies women's basketball. Three weeks from now, plays Iowa down there in Charlotte. I'm legit psyched for that game. I will watch every second of that game on the Espen. Yeah, you know, there was some talk about it at happy hour last night that uh, we should be making a trip for that game. It's going to be a big one. Well, you'll, you'll take me to the Hooters, introduce me to the Roasted Wings. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, you got an in? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. But I... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember the lady's name, but she was she was very nice. She was she was very. I'll, I'll just call her Roasted Wings. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. That's MP on the mic. Check him out Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. I'm broadcasting live from Charlotte, North Carolina, here for the 2023 ACC tip-off. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up, AWOD Army? I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Charlotte, North Carolina for the 2023 ACC tip-off. And this is going to be an action-packed next 60 minutes here on The Fan. Uh, You already heard my interview with Virginia Tech ladies head coach Kenny Brooks. Now the superstar herself, Elizabeth Kitley. Uh, the center returns for another year. She'll join me at 115. Georgia Amore, the point guard from Australia, will hop on the show at 130 and then at 145. The Lady Hokie, who set the program record for nine three-pointers made in one game, Kayla King, will hop on the show. But right now I wanted to check in with Stubb from the production studio. Stubb, how are you doing today? What's the weather like in Richmond? Doing pretty good. It, it was uh, cold this morning. It's been the coldest morning so far. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it's pretty nice weather here in Charlotte. I got up early, went for a little bit of a walk, and then uh, in between interviews here, I stopped by where they're serving lunch, and Stubb, you'd be jealous. They had three types of tacos. They had chicken, they had steak, and then I'm not sure if it was a ham or a turkey, um, but they've got all the fixings, like rice, pico de gallo, guacamole, corn. I mean, it's just like the most unbelievable lunch spread ever. I, I'm going to be doing a couple segments with my mouth full, that's for sure. What, it was a turkey taco? <laughs> yeah. I Well, I don't know if you were supposed to just eat the turkey with rice, maybe. Um, you, you can do whatever you want. And there were two different types of tacos. There was a corn taco and a flour taco. I'll, I'll tell you this. The ACC Network treats us well, and, and we love that. And uh, we're going to have a interview with one of the analysts from the ACC Network coming up at 2.30, but right now the phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Every day on this show at 1 p.m., we open up the phone lines. For you skinny skin skins fans out there in Richmond, it's time for the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. The question of the day on the Richmond Commander, 833-804-0910. Call AWOD, 833-804-0910. Or tweet us at 910thefan, at AWOD Radio. How long until Ron Rivera is fired? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. How much longer is Ron Rivera going to last here in Washington? A report came out today, came out today uh, that rumor has it Multiple league sources named Commanders coach Ron Rivera as the head coach most likely to be fired during the season. The quote from Matt Lombardo, NFL, is, Magic Johnson keeps calling the staff and the team out. Makes you think Rivera's on the hot seat, and it seems like Eric Bieniemy is already running the show there. Anyway, if Bieniemy does well, I'm guessing he'd get that job. And Junkies posed this question Yesterday on their show, again, if you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. And they all had the the conclusion that is, well, if Ron Rivera is fired, you'd have to have Jack Del Rio be the head coach because 
Eric Bieniemy has done nothing, they would say, to be the head coach. And although I agree the offense has struggled at times, uh, they had a few good games to start the season. The last few weeks has not been good. Really, the sack issue has become uh, a major issue, and it's leading to a lot of drama inside of that locker room. But what I would say is that Coach Eric Bieniemy, anytime he speaks to the press conferences or to the media at these press conferences, anytime he speaks out loud about this team, he sounds like a guy that could be a head coach. He sounds like a guy that these guys want to play for. And after Jonathan Allen was dropping all those F-bombs after the loss, it kind of seems like to me that Ron Rivera has lost the locker room. So 833-804-0910, how long until Ron Rivera is fired? Let's go to the phone lines here. They're always open on AWOD Radio, 833-804-0910. We've got Raiders fan in Richmond. You're on the fan with AWOD. Hey, what's happening, AWOD? What's up, buddy? So you want to go by Raiders fan hey, on this show? <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's my team, man. Um, Unfortunately, you know, we, we kind of in the same boat with y'all, but uh, I don't know why y'all thought y'all was going to get that uh, Snyder stench off of y'all in the first year, man. It's going to take a while. I know. No matter how much Ron Rivera wipes, no matter how many showers he takes, he still has that stench of Dan Snyder on him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hey, man, if uh, Ron Rivera gets fired before Josh McDaniels, man, I'd buy your lunch, man. We need to get rid of Josh McDaniels. That's what we need to do out there. All right, all right, so let's do a bet. So you're saying that Rivera gets fired before Josh McDaniels, or you think McDaniels gets fired first? McDaniels. All right. If Rivera outlasts McDaniels, if if Rivera gets fired first, uh, lunch is on me. So I uh, appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much for chiming in. 833-804-0910. Question of the day is how long until Ron Rivera gets fired, right? There's multiple coaches who are going to be on the hot seat over the next few weeks, if not already on the hot seat. McDaniels is one of them there in Vegas. I think Eberflus is still on the hot seat Um in Chicago, I would even go as far as to say Frank Reich is on the hot seat in Carolina. If they keep losing, it was his choice to draft Bryce Young. So my answer to the question, how long until Ron Rivera is fired? It is October 24th, Stub. October 24th. I believe Ron Rivera does not make it to Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving this year? What is it, like Thursday, November 23rd? They always change Thanksgiving on us, Stub. Well, I mean, is it this year? It's always Thursday. I think you're okay. right about the 23rd. Yeah, so I don't think Ron Rivera makes it to Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Ron, just like Dan Snyder said when he hired you. I don't think he makes it to that Dallas game on Thanksgiving. So you know what, Ron? You can enjoy a nice meal with your family as your job in Washington is done. I mean, Sunday was, I think, one of the worst performances we've seen out of the Commanders in the Ron Rivera era. And it's led to big conversations around D.C. sports talk and the biggest conversation is who's to blame for the commander's sack woes. And although I've already said I think there's partial to blame on Sam Howell. He's not really getting rid of the ball in time. Partially to blame Eric Bieniemy, right? He's putting too much pressure on his young quarterback uh, by not putting enough guys in the backfield to help out against the blitz or enough hot route options. Too many seven to nine step dropbacks. But Landfill, we always love Jim Mullins. Landfill, the producer of B. Mitch and Finley in Washington, D.C., believes that Ron Rivera is to blame for the commander's sack woes because he dismantled the old offensive line. He went on to say, the Giants' line has been pretty injured. 
and they had a bunch of guys that they signed off the practice squad this week to play. The Commanders could have done that, but instead they're playing the same guys they've had all year who aren't getting it done. There are better guys available on practice squads who will happily join your team, and they've chosen not to. They can't pass block. They can't run the ball either. And he makes some great points there because I remember the offensive line was a strength in Washington, obviously with the Hogs, but again, five or six years ago when you had Trent Williams, Morgan Moses, Brandon Scherf, right? They didn't replace any of those guys. Left tackle, we lost one of the best left tackles in the history of the NFL in Trent Williams. I really believe that the reason that the 49ers have come on strong over the last few years, it's not the play of the quarterback. It was Jimmy Garoppolo, and then it was Brock Purdy. It's not that. No, it's the fact that they've got a great offensive line and a leader in the left tackle, Trent Williams. Then you look at Baltimore. They've had success with Morgan Moses. We just we just got rid of him. We just said, yeah, you, you have too many false starts and holding penalties. Uh, we're going to start a guy who can't do any of that. Right? Can't block anyone. And then Brandon Scherf. And that might be the most frustrating of all these moves because Scherf moves on to Jacksonville and they replace him with a guy that came from Jacksonville. Obviously, Jacksonville didn't want Norwood anymore. They let him go. And then Washington has him for a one year. He stinks it up and we let him go. So instead of paying Brandon Scherf and he could have still been serviceable as a guard, we've been, you know, putting new guys in and out of that position. And then. He makes some great points. You know why also Ron Rivera is to blame more than EB, Coach EB, and Sam Howe? Because Ron Rivera's draft picks have failed us. Failed us. The third round, you get Ricky Stromberg. The fourth round, you get Braden Daniels. Neither of the guys are ready to play. Stromberg might end up starting this week against the Eagles. That's going to be a disaster. So who do you blame for the offensive line issues? Sam Howe, Eric Bieniemy, or the head honcho, the head coach, the lead commander himself, Ron Rivera, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD Radio, broadcasting live from the 2023 ACC tip-off, thanks to Cowan Gates. Cowan Gates, huge supporters of Virginia Tech Athletics, and, of course, they sponsor the Cowan Gates Hokies Update with Bill Roth that you can hear every Wednesday at 1.30. Get in touch with them today as they do personal injury law, family law, divorce, business, and corporate law at CowanGates.com. The phone number to their office in Richmond is 804-320-9100. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Broadcasting live from the 2023 ACC tip-off here in Charlotte, North Carolina, live from the third floor of the Hilton Uptown Charlotte. And here we are, the 2023 ACC tip-off. And although there's always constant chatter about conference realignment and the future of the conference, right? I was talking to a few people from the ACC yesterday about how they've already started building schedules for 24 and 25 season, including the new teams that are coming to the ACC. But this is a conference that has won seven national championships, football, basketball, men and women, and baseball since 2015. In fact, the only league in each to win in each of those titles over that stretch. Eight eight ACC teams were selected to compete in the 2023 NCAA tournament, the most of any conference, and it marks the fifth consecutive tournament in which five ACC teams were selected, which ties the most 
uh, the record for the most among all conferences. And the Lady Hokies led the way in the ACC for the first time in program history. Virginia Tech advanced to the women's Final Four. They became the ninth different ACC school to earn a Final Four spot. They also claimed the school's first ever ACC Women's Conference Tournament Championship with a win over Louisville. Thanks to Georgia Amore, who you heard on this show earlier today. She was named tournament MVP, breaking out in the tournament with a three-point record, 14 threes. And so we had a great conversation today with the Virginia Tech Center, Elizabeth Kitley, who has already been two-time ACC Player of the Year. And Kitley and Amore are back this season. Uh, expectations, though, are higher than ever for the Hokies. And I'm just really excited for this season, really, both men and women's college hoops. Uh, it's right around the corner. And, uh, you know, just when the commanders are struggling, we can kind of uh, flip the page from football season to basketball and uh, talk a lot of hoops on this show. Of course, uh, if you're just tuning in right now during the NBA season every Wednesday, that's every Wednesday we do a Wizards Wednesday with Dave Johnson, the radio voice of the Washington Wizards. He joins us Wednesdays at 1.30. My guy Justin Fensterman from SiriusXM joins us every Thursday at 2.30 to go around the NBA. And then, of course, you guys know that Odyssey Richmond is the number one stop shop for all of your college basketball talk. We are proud to be the broadcast partners of VCU Basketball. And so I will be doing the pregame and halftime and of course we've got the black and gold fan podcast new episodes released every thursday available on itunes spotify and the odyssey app talking all things vcu we broadcast virginia tech games and uva as well uh, so look we talk a lot of college hoops locally on this show and tomorrow on the program, I was just looking at the schedule. It's going to be awesome. We'll have Jim Laranega on the show. Uh, we'll have the head coach of Virginia Tech, Mike Young, UVA, Tony Bellett, Bennett. And joining me right now from the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, very special guest joining me right now from the ACC Network, Ivory Lotto. What's going on? What's up, my guy? How are you? I'm amazing. It's been a great day. It's been an amazing day. I mean, how are you enjoying <laughs> this side of the game here? <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, to be honest, I'm really blessed to see the other side uh, in my mind. Yeah. Just being here is like, man, it's taking me back to like 2003, <laughs> 2005, and just seeing like – how they come doing the interviews and just really just getting that experience. Yeah, it's a great energy here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, great energy, great players, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ivory Lotto with us now, former NBA, or former uh, pro basketball player, now analyst for the ACC Network. Three teams in the ACC made the Elite Eight last year, and it feels like this conference could be even better this year. Oh, it's going to be better. Uh, the players that came in, the transfers, I mean, to the different teams, uh, it can only get better. And I will continue to say it not only because I played in the ACC, it's the best league out there. The competition, you got the coaches, the schools, and like you said, uh, Virginia Tech, one to four. Yeah. I mean, other teams, uh, Sweet 16, Elite 8, different teams like that. So we can only continue to get better. The transfer portal. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's wild. Now, here, so here's my take, and I'm rolling with this. In, and you can tell me I'm wrong. Let's go. Let's go. I think it's enhanced women's college basketball. Ooh. I think the, the older that some of these ladies have gotten here in their careers, maybe they're a little more focused. They've gone home, some of them, to be closer to their parents, and That's they're true. playing much better. Yeah. Uh, the transfer portal, um, 
It's very interesting. <laughs> but as a coach, you can use it to your advantage. Um, you know, because you do got some players that's in there that, you know, been in school for four years and they entered a portal and they got that one more year. You you could be getting a player with experience. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't never think it would get to, get to this place, uh, to having that portal and everybody's jumping in and going to the places. You know, like you say, some going closer to home, some going to where they can really blossom, and, you know, some going to where they have a chance of winning a, a, a championship. And so, hey, it's, it's, it's good on both ends. Yeah, and sometimes you have transfers <laughs> inside the conference, which oh. is always wild. <laughs> I, I think that's heated some rivalries up um, for sure. You know what blows my mind with Uh-oh. college basketball is, the way, like, the three-point shot's been a big part of the game for a long time. But yeah. now it's like dribbling off the dribble three-point shot, yes. step-back dri- three-point yes. shot. I, I just, it blows my mind because I've always said that's a bad shot, like a step-back three. But if you're going to make it at a high rate, keep shooting. Hey, you got to keep shooting. I yeah. mean, hey, back in the day, I w- I've been doing it. Yeah. And now that you see how the game is evolving with these young ladies and their skill set, um, like you said, coming off the three, coming off the dribble, pulling up for the three, some of them don't even shoot by the line anymore. Yeah. I mean, their range is unlimited, and it is good for the game. But also, if you're practicing practicing that shot, take that shot in the game. Yeah. Now, if you're not practicing that shot, now, I don't know what your coach is telling you, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you now, I don't think you should take that shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ivory Lotta sitting with us here live from Radio Row for the 2023 ACC tip-off. So, uh, for my listeners viewing in in Richmond yeah. right now, you, you were born and raised in South Carolina. Born and raised. You went to UNC. were yes. dominant. Dominant. <laughs> I remember watching you play. It was so much fun. Uh, and then you went on to go pro. And, and yeah. kind of tell me where your path has taken you since then. Oh, man, it has taken me to places that I've never seen. I'm going to back up and say, you know, I played um, high school ball in South Carolina, went to the University of North Carolina, played 11 years in the WNBA but between those 11 years I played six years overseas Mm. and I've been blessed to play basketball and it took me to countries like Turkey Israel Belarus I mean Russia playing in those different places and just hearing these young ladies come and say hey we went to Croatia this summer so they're already getting that experience of like a possibly playing overseas and I just think it's a great experience especially when you come to college and you're able to go you know, which I really didn't get the opportunity to. I mean, the game is just evolving. These young ladies are getting better and better every year. But I got to put the heads off to the coaches. I mean, they're doing a tremendous job of setting these young ladies up, whether it's going to be for the WNBA or if you're going to go play overseas or if you just want to just, you know, do what you want to do in life. It doesn't always have to be with sports, but they're setting them up very well. Yeah, and it's cool to see. I mean, it feels like <laughs> women's basketball – is at an all-time high yes. for viewership oh my God. At, in the college level. So how do we get that to transfer to the WNBA level? I mean, you just got to uh, – we was just talking at the desk. Um, Kelsey Plum said, don't uh, come see the team play. Come watch me play. Mm. And that would get more fans out there. Hey, if you got a favorite player or somebody, go watch them play. Yeah. Get more people. Bring more people to see the game. The WNBA game is, is amazing. Um like you said, I've been blessed to play 11 years to play in front of my family instead of going overseas all those years. We just need more people just to come out and support. Watch the different players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come out there. I mean, you, you're going to have a great time. The atmosphere is great. And it's just like the ladies that you see in college is just transitioning to the WBA. they growing up and, and being a professional. Yeah. So you should still follow that person. Follow that player no matter what. No, it's a, it's a great point because with college, I think 
a lot of it is, uh, I went to this school, let yes. me watch this yes. school. But you're right, then you fall in love with the players. I want to see them transition to the pro game. Exactly. Sitting here with Ivory Lotta from the ACC Network, and I think it's really cool. The ACC <laughs> is going to have two full days of live coverage. Woo. When did your day start this morning? My day started, I'm going to be honest with you, alarm went off at 4.30. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about this right now. I thought mine at 7 was early. Makeup makeup was at 5.15. I have never in my life put on makeup at 5.15. I don't even wear makeup. <laughs> but, hey, listen, when I tell you this is actually my first um, time doing this, and it's been amazing, amazing, being able to interview and really get up and close and personal with the players yeah. and just hear that side of you, hear, you know, the things that they – enjoy what they're going through with their transition what they did in the offseason to make themselves better but also make the team better to interview the coaches and get their perspective because at the end I would love to be a head coach yeah I would love to you know and you know we got coach on us on uh on our team anyway so I'm just learning from her just listening just soaking everything up Man, this is a great day, man. I just, yeah. I just love the ACC. <laughs> it's great, it's great experience for sure, yes. and, and uh, it's been cool to see the ACC network uh, really provide yes. this conference uh, with a lot of content. Uh, the Lady Hokies, we cover Virginia Tech whoop, in whoop. Richmond. So much success under head coach Kenny Brooks. What do you enjoy about watching his style of play? I just love it. You know what I really love? And even though we can sit here and talk about players, I just love how he changed the culture. Yeah. He, you know, those young ladies have really bought into his system and what they they need to do to become very successful. Yes, you got Kitley, who is just, man, she's amazing. What, two-time ACC MVP? Like, I mean, who wouldn't want to have her on the team? And then you got Amor, who just shoots from the parking lot, <laughs> from the dorms or wherever she wants to shoot, and the percentage is very, well, is very good. So when you have those two type of – players on your team and you got other players that also just to come in and they they know their roles I mean Kenny has done an amazing job hats off to him for going in there changing that culture and really making a name for Virginia Tech yeah absolutely I mean Kayla King <laughs> told me that her freshman year there were less people there to watch her play than they've had more people at just a watch party now. yeah you know so the fan base is fully bought in yeah that fan base bought in because like I said, when you change the culture and you, you get the players in there that want to play for you, that's going to go out there and give it all that they have just for you, then, yes, they're going to start winning games. When you win games, that's when you bring in more fans. So I can understand that. I mean, I bet it's a great feeling for them, and I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what this season holds for them. All right, I can't let you go without getting <laughs> some kind of a prediction. Oh, we, God. We love the hot takes here. Oh, can you give me the ACC Player of the Year and who's going to be Ooh, conference champion? God. Yeah, yeah, you got to throw it out there. People want to know your opinion. <laughs> Conference champions. I had to go Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. Player of the year. Keep it with the Hokies. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can definitely see Kitley being a top runner for sure. She just she's unstoppable. Yeah. And what I was what I thought was interesting when I talked to her is I was like, this year everyone's got to have a scouting report and she was like well, honestly, that's been the case the last three years, and they haven't stopped me. <laughs> they can't stop her. They've got all the tape in the world. <laughs> I love that confidence. Yeah. I really love that confidence, and she's not lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything she said was true, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Yep, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. This is a love Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live 
from Radio Row here for the 2023 ACC tip-off. And this trip is presented by Cowan Gates. And let me just say a huge thank you to Brandon Cowan from Cowan Gates. Huge supporters of the Virginia Tech Hokies athletic programs, especially football and basketball. They sponsor this trip every year so they can find out the latest insight with the men and women's Hokies teams. Of course, they also present the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth that you can hear tomorrow at 1.30. And uh, they're ranked as one of the best law firms every single year. You can check them out here in Richmond with their Richmond offices. Uh, phone number 804-320-9100. You can check them out online, cowangates.com. Uh, they do practice areas from personal injury, family law, divorce, business, corporate law, estate law, pretty much anything law, they cover it uh, at Cowan Gates. And uh, welcoming in a special guest right now. You never who, know who you're going to run into at Radio Row here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's our buddy uh, Noah Fleischman who's here with us now. What's going on, Noah? What up, Adam? How are you? Good. So we haven't talked in a little bit. So tell my audience a little bit about new, your new gig. Yeah, I got a job in, in Raleigh covering NC State at the Wolfpacker in, in for on three. And so it's, it's been a fun ride. It's been about a month and just a little over a month this week. So it's good. It's busy. Football, basketball now. So yeah. Super busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're here at ACC tip-off today. We got to hear uh, from the women with Virginia Tech. We'll catch up with UVA tomorrow and then move over to the basketball side of things. What have been a couple of the biggest storylines that you've been focusing on? Yeah, a lot of NC State stuff. You know, they're excited. They had a down year. I mean, what, four years ago they started a run where they won three straight you know, ACC titles. Last year was the first year they hadn't in the past four years. So, you know, they, they want to get back on the winning ways. But, you know, overall it seems like the buzz here at ACC Media Day is, is everyone's excited. You know, obviously it's the preseason. You haven't played a game yet. Um, but, uh, you know, this is one of the best leagues, both men and women, in the country. Yep. Noah Fleischman with us here. And uh, what is it that you uh, – what is the – network that you cover nc state for now for on three for on three and so i gotta ask you about brennan armstrong because that's like i've been talking about it on my show for months now like we got to do a deep dive into what went wrong with brennan armstrong's arm i mean do you have any answer for us yeah it's, it's interesting i mean he can still throw the ball and that's not i think out of the question i think what it came down to was turnovers he had six in a two-game span and that's kind of what you know the straw that broke the camel's back and Dave Dorn, you know, the coach in NC State's mind. He had three, you know, turnovers against Louisville, and, and that was a game that they lost 13-10 to 10 if they had a chance to win it at the end, and he threw a pick. So, like, turn the table, I, he, he's still not – they haven't given up on him. Mm -hmm. He's still – they tried to use him against Marshall in, like, a running situation. It didn't work. But I think, you know, down the stretch here, the five games to go, we'll see him back on the field. I mean, just too good of a runner to not use on the field. Yeah, I, I just wonder how he's handling this because, you know – all reports he could have stayed at UVA and been the starter. Instead, they, they moved on from him. They brought in Tony Musket. You got Calandria getting a few starts uh, here and there. But he goes to NC State. I don't think he ever imagined that he would lose that job. No, I don't think he did either. I mean, he came in, won it over MJ Morris, who's a current sophomore. Now he's the starting quarterback. But Brennan Armstrong, you talk about how is he taking it. He's taking it, you know, really well from what we've been told by, you know, everybody, whether it's the head coach, the offensive coordinator, MJ Morris, the guy who's now the starter. You know, Brennan has been a guy who's helping him learn Robert and I's offense. He was with it at UVA, so he knows it better than literally anyone on the team. And he's taking it well. He's kind of being that leader. He's still a captain, still has the C on his chest, and he's showing why, even though he's not out on the field anymore. Noah Fleischman with us here in the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, NC State beat writer 
for the Wolfpacker and on three sports. And you've had an interesting path, man. So you were like me at VCU. Then you covered JMU, now to NC State. And so you're kind of getting the runaround here, but now you're diving into ACC football. This is a pretty good year for the ACC with football. Uh, Florida State having an incredible year. Uh, UNC until UVA shocked the world. Uh, Louisville, that, I mean, I'm blown away by that. Duke is really good. So what have your th thoughts been on the ACC football-wise? Yeah, I think it's a lot of teams that aren't usually, you know, at the top of the league except Florida State. You know, you look at Duke, you look at Louisville. These aren't teams that have been there, you know, consistently. And, and it's good to see, right? You, it's a deep conference. Um, you know, other teams that have been perennially really good. Clemson, not having a good year. But, yeah. you know, you see the other teams kind of take advantage of that. You know, Duke has probably one of the best defenses in the country. You know, held NC State three points, which was the lowest in, you know, since 2014. So, you know, I think overall the ACC is in a good spot. Florida State is obviously the dominant team. We'll probably see them here in Charlotte at the, you know, at the end of the year. Um, but I think that second spot's really up for grabs still, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, when you mentioned the conference being in a, in a good spot, I, I kind of think they really need Florida State to make it to the college football playoffs and win a game. Like, that would be massive for the conference. Yeah, I think they're capable. I think Florida State has the offense and, and the defense especially to get there. You know, Kalen Deloach, a, a, you know, a brother yeah. of a VCU, a former VCU player, you know, a linebacker there. I think they have a chance. And I think that, you know, it would be big for this conference to get a win in the CFP, get to the national championship. Don't know if they'll win, but, you know, they're in a good spot right now at number four to, to be in that, that opportunity in the playoff. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. I got here last night and went to a little event, and I was speaking with some people from the ACC about how with the conference realignment, they are having to look having to look two or three or four years ahead to make the schedules work out <laughs> with all the travel and everything. I mean, have, have you kind of stopped and, and just – thought about man the ACC is going to be wild when they bring in SMU Stanford and all these schools it is I mean there's gonna be road trips you know to San Francisco area when you go to Stanford you're going to you know Cal you're going to you know Dallas when you go to SMU so it's definitely interesting not really the Atlantic coast but hey it's going to make the league you know I think stronger in the long run just bringing in schools like that and it'll be interesting you know to see a Stanford and a Cal does that make Andrew Luck and Marshawn Lynch ACC legends now I don't know <laughs> So you, you've moved down here to the North Carolina area? Yes. You're in Raleigh? Yeah, I've been in Raleigh. been there about a month. Okay. How far is that from here? It's like two, two and a half hours. Okay, so not bad. Not bad. Do you have any plans to get back to Richmond for VCU basketball game, man? I'm trying. I mean, i got to figure it out. It's about two and a half hours to Richmond, so it's not that bad. Yeah, it isn't bad. So I might get up there for a game. I also thought about coming when they go to Davidson in February. Ooh. Coming down here to, yeah. to Charlotte. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this season. I mean – being a Ram alum, how how shocked are you that Ryan Odom has been able to flip the roster so successfully? Yeah, I don't know. I really wasn't like you know too confident in the ability to do that at the beginning. You, they lost what the entire team, basically four scholarship players, to stick around. Um, some of them just like Zeb Jackson because they have to and, and things like that. And I think you know he did a great job at, at using the portal to the advantage and getting guys. Obviously, they're really short on bodies currently. You know, with, with different situations, but. Pick number two in the conference, and I think that's for a good reason. We'll see where they finish. Usually, when VCU is picked high, it doesn't doesn't end that way. But maybe you know Ryan Odom can get things going here. And in year one in Richmond, yeah, I, I really want to see what the team is going to look like offensively. I, I mean, for so long this team was all about defense, right? <laughs> Havoc lives here. I just you know when I say the word Havoc, I picture Bronte Weber diving on the ground for a loose ball, and you know then Jaquan Lewis and all these great point guards, and they might have a good point guard this year with Zeb Jackson, but I think the fan base is 
more interested on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball now. It's just as wild. Yeah, I don't know how many games we're going to see of, uh, you know, 50 to 45 like we've seen, you know, with, right. you know, different offenses. I think it'll be good to see an actual offense, you know, in Richmond, in the Seagull Center, you know, actual scoring. We saw that a little bit, you know, a few years ago with Bones Highland who could be able to just create, you know, 30 points by himself. They haven't had that since, and maybe it'll be a good opportunity to, to – I don't think they're going to get somebody that's going to be, you know, as skilled as him and get drop 30 a night. But, you know, having multiple guys scoring, you know – 15, 20 points a game will, will be really good for them. How cool is it that Jason Nelson transfers from Richmond over there in Henrico to the Broad Street Bullies? Yeah, has that happened before? Did we find out? I don't think happened? so. I don't think so. You know, I, I put Michael Phillips on the case, and uh, he came back and said, couldn't come up with anyone. You know, we'd have to go back to maybe the 40s. <laughs> which, is, which is wild. That was <laughs> RPI, really. You know, you're talking about, you know, transferring. So, you know, I think you know, he's an exciting player, good point guard. I don't know. He probably won't start, you know, looking at how many veterans are on this team, but Good guy to have yeah. behind Zeb Jackson. Hopefully six-man uh, for the Rams this season with his ability to hit the outside shot. We're broadcasting live from Radio Row here at the 2023 ACC tip-off, hanging out with my buddy Noah Fleischman. Uh, Noah, I, I was telling you a couple minutes ago, I want to do something that's going to make me go viral here at ACC tip-off. You need to be like my professional guy that like tells me what is okay and what is completely crossing the line. Well... There's a basketball court over there. You could go try to dunk. Yeah. Can you dunk? No. No. Okay, well. Maybe if I if I get on top of your shoulders, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll be talking about that. I thought about crashing the ACC network set, you know, just uh, like. But that that's just, that's, that's little, completely over the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. So ACC football media day last year, I, I wish I had the idea that these guys from North Carolina had. I forget the name of their show. But uh, it was the end of conference um, play in the ACC, right? Now there, there's no conferences in football. So they had everyone take a Miller High Life and pour one out for all the divisions in the ACC. I was like, that's br- like that's that's a viral moment at ACC tip-off. Exactly, but there's doesn't exist in the ACC tip-off. we got to come up with something. We'll, we'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We have another day tomorrow. we got another day. There's plenty of good food. Maybe we could do a taco eating challenge. Something like that. Exactly. I think I think you got time. Maybe you can drink more more tea to keep your, yeah, your I throat. You I, know. Put, I put uh, a whole thing of honey in here for this. <laughs> I saw you grabbing for the tea. I, I can't believe you chose the Lipton. That was so basic. <laughs> uh, I said, you know, it can't go with, with what you know works. <laughs> well, Noah, thanks for stopping by, man. Always fun to see you. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We're live and local here in Richmond from 12 to 3 p.m. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C. No, I, I guarantee you they're going to open with who to blame for the sack, Sam Howell or Eric Bieniemy? What would you say? I say, see, you know, but can I pick a third option? Who's the third option, Ron Rivera? No, the offensive line. <laughs> but, you know, the people that are supposed to keep people upright. You yeah. Know. Yeah, I'm sure Grant and Danny will get to that next. You've been listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Stay locked to 910 The Fan.